Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. series on prayer I have few minutes I'll just share a charge we'll pray and we'll be out of here what is the biggest principle of prayer if you had just one key just one what is the most indispensable indispensable principle of prayer I'll tell you what I think it is. Psalms chapter 51 verse 17 tells us something very profound. Psalms chapter 51 verse 17. It says sacrifices of God. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. It says a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. A broken and a contrite heart you will not despise. Everybody, Psalm 51 verse 17, just for re-emphasis, read together, one, two, go. Now, let me say this to you. You might not have read a thousand books on the doctrine of prayer. You might not have attended many prayer conferences or done many vigils. But there is one thing that if you have, you can never go wrong when it comes to prayer. A broken and a contrite heart. You see, because the chief aim of prayer is to pour your soul before the Lord. That's the chief aim of prayer, to pour your soul when you have poured your soul before the Lord, you have prayed effectively. And I'm going to make my case as much as I can this evening. But I just want to get that out of the way. The chief aim of prayer is to pour your soul before the Lord. You see, when it comes to devotional matters, we are often carried away by the activity instead of the spirit of the activity. Just imagine how distracted you have to be to see Jesus sitting on a well, the very object of worship. And you're still asking, where? Where is the place to worship? <laughs> where is the place to worship? You don't even know who you're talking to. Where is the place Sometimes we miss God looking for activities. Where is the place? Where is the place? Where is the place? And listen, there are a lot of things and lessons that you can draw from John 4. But one thing that you must recognize is that Jesus drew her attention from the where to the who. Come on, are you with me? Let me give you an example that we can all relate to. Sometimes people read books on how 
able to get the attention of this lady that they like or this guy that they like I know you've just finished praying so you are acting spiritual as if you don't know what I'm saying I forgive you but I know you know what I'm saying and you might have read books that tell you oh ladies like a guy with a sense of humor But here is something you need to know. And maybe the ladies will tell me if I'm right or wrong. If she is not interested, if you like, crack the universe <laughs> with your jokes. You won't even be funny. That's the funny thing. I'm, I'm saying the truth, right? You, you won't be. But when is the right person. <laughs> he just says something normal and you're going, ah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Believe me when I say this, such is the kingdom of God. <laughs> this lady is asking, where is the right place to worship? And Jesus says, don't you get it? God is spirit. The way is the spirit. The spirit is a place. And the spirit is a person. That's where worship takes place. So, because God is spirit, those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, you must be spirit to appeal to the spirit. Say loud amen. Worship is an affair of spirits. An intercourse of spirits. So it's not about the where. It's first and foremost about the who. But many times we get carried away with activities. And we get so distracted we miss God. about who not about where not about how in the kingdom the why is more important than the how did you hear what I just said the why so if I was to give this a title I would call it the prayer no one sees the prayer no one sees. And my objective this evening is just to let you see that every time you pray, as your lips are saying some things, your heart is also saying something. And the prayer that God is really truly particular about is what your heart is saying. The best prayer posture is a posture of the heart. You can kneel from now till tomorrow. What is your heart doing? You can raise your hands from now till next year, but what is your heart doing? The best prayer posture is the posture 
of the heart. That's why James 5, 16, that we read all the time, 16b says, the heartfelt prayer of a righteous man. So it, it means, it doesn't matter how eloquent your lips are. Come on, are you getting this? Because listen, when it comes to prayer, sometimes you want to tick all the boxes. What do I say? How do I start? You know, enter his gates with singing. So I will first start with singing. Then in those days, we, we had a pattern. So after that, after prayer of thanksgiving, you, that's where you now start confessing your sins. You know the order now, like I would jokingly say, sins of permission, commission, you know, omission, and, and all those things. Then you now get into the real business, what you really came for. The rest are just modalities. Come on, you know what I'm saying. That's why you'll be loud when they're asking for requests. When they now say, let us begin to thank God because he has answered. Everybody start whispering. <laughs> and then in your heart of hearts, you are very excited because when they say thank God because he has heard us, that means you're about to close. <laughs> what if you knew or you walked in the consciousness of the fact that God is spirit and he's not only hearing the words of your lips, he's hearing the words of your heart. Every time you went through the motion of thanksgiving, just so that you can get to your real request, he saw it. So it turns out, what makes the prayer powerful <laughs> is your heart. This is the biggest instrument of prayer. Not your voice. Not your gestures. Not even your kneeling posture. But your heart. The heartfelt prayer of a righteous man. That's what produces power. The heart. The heart. And so Isaiah said this in Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13. It says, Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips. So listen, from a mere human standpoint, you vet the words of their mouth and you think they've prayed excellently. Let's call a spade a spade and let's be honest. Have you heard someone pray and you were impressed? Ah, ah, ah. No way God no go hear this one. <laughs> the English, the demonstration that even you, you were touched. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Prayer is not a game of eloquence. That's what I'm trying to help you see. It's not a game of eloquence. It's not a game of eloquence. Let me tell you something also. I've been looking for a good opportunity to say this. Do you know in our minds, sometimes we vet how powerful tongues are by how nice they sound? 
because some tongues are like kung fu. Wow. Yeah, you know, you're just like, ah, even say tango. <laughs> but even that is not a game of eloquence. Come on, are you with me? I know it's an utterance gift, but that's not what it's about. Listen, God is spirit. Don't you get it? And you can never vet the effectiveness of any devotion by natural observation. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way at all. <laughs> I had someone I was learning from in school. His tongues were very uninteresting. <laughs> Sounded like amateur. But every time he spoke in tongues, in my very eye, demons will respond. And they will check out. <laughs> it's not by sound, though. Sometimes it's reflected in sound, but not all the time. Come on, are you with me? I think I've said it sometime recently. In fact, sometimes you get to a height, quote and unquote, if there is any such thing, I'm speaking metaphorically, in prayer, where the eloquence reduces, but the prayer gets more powerful. Some of you know what I'm saying. If you have prayed long before, you know what I'm saying. After you, is is. It's in the first 30 minutes, one hour, two hours that you still have plenty syllables. <laughs> when you pray long, after a while, it will be one word. You, you'll be, it's like you are mousing it. It's one every, <laughs> every 10 seconds. Wow. <laughs> but Every time you dropped it, something pulled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every time you dropped it. <laughs> God is spirit. And those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. And it is possible to draw nigh with your lips. And people who hear you would think you are close to God. Because your lips are drawing nigh. <laughs> Judging by your utterance, for you to give your very body to be burnt for the wrong reason. Never underestimate the power of hype. If they beat drum for a selfish man, he will bring out money. <laughs> because selfishness is a means to an end. What a selfish man truly values is self, self-preservation, self-worship. And so what he gains from money, praise will also give. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
So, so in some rare cases, a selfish man can be the most generous person in the room because he wants the praise. He wants the applause. So it is possible for you to give all your goods to the poor and have not love. So now, because God is spirit, motives matter. That's what I'm saying. Men see the outward. Men judge by actions, but God sees the spirit. He sees the heart. Men hear what you say. God hears what you don't say. Outwardly, you can be respectful. Well done, sir. But in your mind, you're abusing the person. <laughs> These things happen. You know, a young man came to me in school and he said, I just have to tell you this. This person that smiles at you, he hates your guts. And he said, this, 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 this horrible things. And showed me proof that the person said it. The next time I saw the person, I walked into a room and he just, the person knelt. He said, where, where don't sir? I said, hey, <laughs> you can't kill somebody <laughs> and there are people like that and sometimes we are like that in worship every aspect of devotion is a matter of the heart because God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and that's why the widow who gives her widow's might can be the biggest giver in the room. Come on, are you listening? <laughs> because, listen, it's no longer just about the action, it's about the heart. The Bible says, God loves a cheerful giver. Haven't you read that? So every devotion is as powerful as his alignment with your heart. That's what it's about. God loves a cheerful giver. So it's not, it's not enough to be sacrificial. Your heart must align. And don't think you're not getting it wrong. You're getting it wrong because it pained you. <laughs> the heart may bleed. But in all this, you are giving not because they said come out and you wanted to make an impression. But because you really love Jesus and you put him first. Now, that's what counts before him. Say loud amen, somebody. And what I'm telling you was the error of Saul. God said, do this, don't do this. When you go to that place, don't keep any animals. But you bring the animals and say, you brought them for sacrifice to the Lord. You see that? Now, someone who is low in discernment will see Saul offering sacrifices and say, wow, what a pious man. Isn't that true? But then, think about this. The man of God comes on the scene and says, don't you know that to obey is better than what? Listen. Oh my God. 
So now we talk about the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of worship, the sacrifice of a prayer life. And God is saying what is even more important is the heart. The heart. The simple things like obedience. The simple things like, you know, just feeling after God. And here is, here is where I'm driving at. We can teach a lot of mechanical principles on prayer and talk about how to get your prayer altar alive so that you can you know we use different techniques to get you to pray tomorrow and the day after that I'm telling you there's a root cause there's a reason why you need so much persuasion to talk to God your heart is not right Your heart is not right. That's where the problem is. If you go one week, three days without praying, you are self-sufficient. Let me tell you something. You can have a religious mind and pray religiously, but you feel you can do fine without God. That's the problem. So that's the root cause. If you fix this problem, this root cause, you will, nobody will tell you to pray again. You went to work, came back safe, and you didn't pray. It's because you felt you could do it in your own strength. That's the problem. You wake up in the morning, wear your clothes, and go out without praying. There is a root cause. There's a root cause. And so, all the techniques that we can, you know, we can invent to help you pray, they won't last. Because fundamentally, you, you don't have a heart that is humble before the Lord. And I want to tell you, that's a big problem. And here is one thing. Someone else who is not as spiritually you know, informed as you are, who has not read all these books, you know, or listened to all these sermons, but just has a broken and a contrite heart, will achieve more spiritually than you. What I'm saying, I'm about to say now, will look like a very big joke, but it's very profound. You know, there was a meme that was trending. I don't know the source of it, so I can't, I can't even validate it because I do, sometimes I don't know the context. But there was a funny video that was trending. So he said, the action on what's your prayer point? And he said, my prayer point is, God, I beg. Did you see that? Let me assure you, God that big can be a powerful prayer. It can outweigh someone's thousand words. Because whilst we learn about utterance and the gift thereof and what to say, you know, and all these terminologies, when Hagar is walking, trying to find a shade for her child, she's stranded. 
an angel appears and the angel says, God heard the cry of the baby. A baby that cannot talk. Come on, are you listening to me? So is that prayer or not? <laughs> the baby said something, God responded. An angel appeared because the baby cried. So cry is a prayer. Ah, are you listening? So at the end of the day, before we learn the Greek and the Hebrew and then draw things out of the lexicon, you know, and learn seven steps to ascend into the, you know, into the presence of God and to, you know, draw down, you know, all those terminologies and to see men as trees. The first most important thing is your heart such that when you are so consumed by what you are praying about that you even lose utterance totally like Hannah. <laughs> that prayer is more effective than any other prayer that Hannah had prayed prior. Even though she literally had no words. But like Saul, like I said, like Saul, we just want to make sacrifices. Are you listening to God? Are you listening to God? Are you listening to God? Can God change your mind? Just like we prayed before we started. Can He change your mind? There are some things that God has been trying to talk to some of us about. And we just... We, we just play an evasive game. We, we don't want to address it and we just want to go on. Pray and, you know, do other things. Talk about other things. And he says, they draw nigh with their lips, but their heart is far. Don't you know that to obey is better than sacrifice? Say with me, say to obey is better than sacrifice. Oh my God. That's 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. It says to hearken is better than fat rams. So if God works a miracle on your heart and you come to a place of, you know, brokenness and I know there are a lot of sermons on brokenness that have almost um, veered off into sensationalism and even works consciousness but there is a proper teaching on brokenness and it's simply just a heart that recognizes God and is sensitive to his promptings, that's what it is a heart that is not overwhelmed in the self-deceit of pride and, and, and self-sustenance. Because there's no such thing. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who recognize that they cannot make it on their own. Listen. What Jesus described as poverty in the spirit. If you have it, you will pray. If you really believe that you can't make it on your own. You come to a point where you believe that if God should stop helping you, you are in trouble. Do you know what it means? Think about it. You are Moses. And without an army, 
you held the strongest country in the world ransom. <laughs> you went before its king without weapons and says, this is the word of the Lord. Let my people go that they may serve me. And when he won't budge, by the pestilence that fell on the land, they eventually let you go. As if that's not enough, you stretch your hand over an ocean and it divides. After all of this, you go to the place of prayer and you say, God, if you don't go with me, I won't go. Think about that. Meaning you're not going to re rely on yesterday's success. Are you getting this? That's what brokenness is. That's what brokenness is. My fame is high before men. Everybody is talking about what God has done through me in the past. But when I look at the future, my strength can't take me there. The people around me may not know what I'm talking about. Because they have all kinds, you know, of accolades that they give me. All kinds of nicknames that they give me. All kinds of praises that they shower on me. But God, I'm just a boy you helped. I'm just a girl you helped. Listen, I look at the future and I know if you stop helping me, I'm in trouble. And so you still have the humility after years of success, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's easy when you are struggling to say, God, if you will not help me, I'll be in trouble. That's what it is. When you have that mentality, <laughs> no wonder the Bible called Moses the meekest man. That no level of success will enter into your head. You still know how to nail. You are not too sophisticated for that. You still know how to cry. That God can still touch you. As great as you've become. You know, David was so wise. <laughs> when he was praying before God, he said, who am I? Who is my, who is my father? my father he says I know that everything you have done in my life you did for your namesake you made me over ruler over your people to execute your counsel not because I'm better than anyone it's a privilege of grace I know that the race is not to the swift people look at me and call me a genius but I know <laughs> that is not of he that wills People call me hardworking, but I know that it's not of he that runs. I know that there is an equation that many people don't see. It is of God who shows mercy. Ah, Lord, I recognize your mercy. I recognize your mercy. Listen, before Saul, I can boast that I've killed a lion and a bear. But before Goliath, I say, ah, uh, you defy the Lord's army. It is not me you are fighting. It is God. Listen, this is brokenness. Are you getting this? You don't stand before Goliath in your own strength. Don't try it. I know there's a temptation to do that. After you have killed a lion and a bear, you are getting comfortable. I've done this before. 
come before you in the name of the Lord of hosts whose army you have defied that's the vocabulary of a broken person if God can work this miracle in your life that every day you have a sense of sufficiency but in Christ not in yourself I, I get what I'm saying I am telling you what I'm telling you will drive you to your knees without fail every day. Without fail. If you can truly see that you have only made it this far by his mercy, nobody will tell you to pray. That you look at all the results you've had and then all the people who have not made it to where you have made it. And you know, they, you know, if you are honest, some of them were smarter than you. Some of them were better than you. And somehow, see how far you've brought me. I'm so glad See, I can see. I can see. I can tell that I know it's your grace all my days. I will see. Sing it again. Sing able See how far. Sing easy. Yeah. I'm so glad you found me. See, I can see. Hey, I can tell. Oh, and I know it's your grace. Oh, my You remember when you were younger and more innocent? Before you eat, you will always pray. Before you travel, you will always pray. But now you are deep. <laughs> you are deep. You must, you must come back to that childlike faith. Childlike faith. And you demonstrate it. Hallelujah. You know, it's possible for God to give you something and you use that thing to spite him. Think about it. The children of Israel, God brought them out of Egypt, took them to the promised land, and in the promised land, they served other gods. Now, when you're reading that, you can say, how would they do such a thing? Meanwhile, you might be doing the same thing. You prayed for that job. Now, the money has come. How are you spending it? It's a heart of worship. And you can ignore all these things and still be going to church. And so the word of the Lord to you today is that it is better to obey than to sacrifice. You can go through a vigil and still be unforgiving. Some of you know what I'm saying. 
<laughs> Prayerful and unforgiving person. And the word of the Lord to you is, it is better to obey than to sacrifice. And so my closing remarks this evening, don't forget that every believer in Jesus has cars on your heart. Evidence of circumcision. Come on, are you with me? <laughs> the courts of Jesus are on your heart. Every heart that belongs to Jesus must respond differently. Every heart that belongs to Jesus will be humble. Every heart that belongs to Jesus will, will be thankful. You wake up every day with an attitude of gratitude. Hallelujah. Let the floor in your room know what your knees feel like. Learn to lie prostrate before the Lord. Not only when you are in trouble. Just to thank Him. Thank Him that you are still alive. Thank Him for everything that is going well with you. Even though you have many prayer points, many things you hope will get better. But this attitude of gratitude, and I'm telling you, if you don't just do it today because I said so, but it becomes an attitude, I bet you, ah, you can't go long without praying. Some of you, when something good happens, you rejoice with everybody first before with God. <laughs> the God who gave you. What if you went into your room, locked the door, put that letter of good news on the floor and laid prostrate and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Hallelujah. You see, I'm careful not to give you any motivation for doing this, but let me, let me say this. If you do this, if this becomes your lifestyle, <laughs> you will invoke a kind of presence you have not seen in your life. A kind of jealousy, a kind of divine jealousy over your affairs. And I'm, I'm telling you, I can prove that theologically. <laughs> Because even spiritually, God matches your energy. Draw near to me and I will what? <laughs> so listen, if you decide to wake up in your devotion, and pray more and seek more, you will always see more. It's part of the faithfulness of God. He's a rewarder of those who diligently... So God matches our energy. I'm telling you. told you different things. Joining Triumph 30 you know, and all of that and maybe you are still struggling. Let me say this to you before I close. Have you noticed that in a case of emergency, the things you used to struggle with before become easy? May this not be you. But you know, if someone should come and say, 
please borrow me one million. You might say, I don't have it. Are you aware that there is a type of trouble that will bring that one million from you? Are you aware? Remember that when you have a leading to give and you don't. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm not, you see, the motivation is not fear. What I'm telling you is factual. Then you will realize that there are some people you have more money than, not because more money, more money came to you, but because, I, I mean, think about it. God forbid, something just happens to a relative. And then money that you should have been using to flex. <laughs> it happens. The same thing with, with prayer. You, that they are trying to persuade to pray 30 minutes, one hour daily. Something then happens. Then you are keeping night watches. Through the night. Howling on the top of your voice. Where did the strength come from? It came from a poor assessment of how much we need God. Sometimes we are too eager. To, we, we, are just, we just forget so easily until there is trouble. Hallelujah. So, but when you become thoughtful, When your heart takes on this posture that, that, that many people like to describe as brokenness, whether there is trouble or not, in season and out of season, oh my God, your voice will be heard in heaven every day. Every day. Every day. I want to give you a few minutes. I want you to Listen, not because I said it. Before you do anything, think deeply about the power of God, about the mercy of God, His mercy and His love in your life, in your affairs. Think deeply about that. Many times we are not as prayerful as we ought to be because we are not as thoughtful as we ought to be. If you think, you will, you, you will thank. If you think, you will pray. So take time to think. 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 That's what the psalmist was trying to get you to do when he says, forget not all his benefits. If you stop being forgetful, you will pray some more. I'm telling you, you will pray. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Please look at me. Tomorrow morning, I want you to remember that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Remember that there are, there are things that you may be able to do to sleep. 
but there is nothing you can do to wake up. Every time you wake up, that's the mercy of God. Are you listening to me? Every time you wake up, that's the mercy of God. There is nothing you could have done. At least that's something to think about every morning. Hallelujah. In this entitled generation, we must bring brokenness back. We must learn to be more appreciative. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.